You know, God is at work all around us, and one place that we are seeing Him work currently is at college campuses all across Nebraska. Ryan and Katie Jonas serve the students at the University of Nebraska Kearney as directors of the Navigators Ministry. Now, this morning, we are really looking forward to connecting with Ryan about how he is seeing God at work at UNK. Ryan, welcome to the Morning Conversation. Thanks. It's good to be here. One of the things that we always do here on MyBridge Radio when we have someone new and we've not had you on before is to hear about Jesus in you first, like how you came to know and love Jesus. So I grew up in what I like to call a church family. My parents went to church because they wanted us kids to grow up to be good people. And so what do you have to do? You have to go to church. All around third grade, fourth grade, the church we were at didn't have any kids. And my parents kind of reasoned, well, if there's no kids here and we're here for our kids, let's start looking for a different church. And long story short, in the process of I'm looking for churches. My mom heard the gospel for the first time um, that Jesus died for her sins. Um, and began to really explore who God was and eventually came to faith in Christ. And um, we found a church near our home. We ended up there because my mom was, you know, hungry for for Christ and looking for opportunities to grow. And my dad liked that there was guitar instead of organ. And so um, <laughs> that works in the process of yeah being there. My dad started to meet with a pastor and asked some really hard questions to him. One of our pastors shared the gospel with my dad and he came to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, it was actually during a Thanksgiving Eve service as we were talking about things we were thankful for and, and praising God for that, that I yeah, recognized my sin and my need for a Savior and gave my life to Christ. Now, how old were you at that time? It was, it was like fourth grade. Okay. Yeah. Did you kind of sense like, I, there's something different here that just went on in my life? Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Um, I think a unique part of my story is my whole family really came to Christ at the same time. And so like none of us really knew what it looked like to walk with God. And so we were all trying to figure it out together. <laughs> and so uh, my parents were you know, asking a lot of questions. Um, they started reading their Bibles in the morning, which wow. was very weird. Um, <laughs> not weird, but like it felt that way. Oh, yeah. It was very different. Um, similarly, I could just see in my heart a desire for God, um, wanting mm. to learn more about Him, even just a desire for holiness, especially in middle school. Mm. I remember seeing people around me that had a lot of different desires than I did. I mean, obviously, like I was still wrestling with sin and, and trying to, uh, so a lot of growth happening in my life too, but they definitely had a desire for God and to learn more about Him. Thing about Christianity, right? Before I came to know Jesus, I thought it was a list of do's and don'ts and religious practices. Yep. After coming to know Him and realizing, oh, it's just this relationship and God comes in and changes. So all the things that you were talking about were inside out things, right? They weren't performance things. Yes. It was about God doing a work in your heart that then worked itself out in your life. Absolutely. Ryan, you come to Christ fairly young. Did you stray as you got into high school, got into college, or were you able to kind of stand fast? High school, I'd say, was a unique time. And so, I mean, I, I, think, I don't think I strayed. I always had this desire for God. I really didn't know what it looked like to follow Him. And mm. some of that was, you know, my parents didn't really know either. That's kind of what we were talking <laughs> about. I'd say that it was manifested mostly in pride and selfishness. Mm. And so, I always wanted the attention to be on me. And so, oftentimes, I'd be about my kingdom and my glory hmm. instead of the kingdom and glory of God. You're walking with him, but like you don't know what it really means to fully walk with him. And you, you have some kind of wrong attitudes in your heart. So you know, when did God start doing a, a deeper work in, in your heart? How did, how did that come about? 
I went to school at the University of Northern Iowa to be a music major. It was my first week of classes there that two students, one was a senior, one was a sophomore, and their names were Alec and Patrick, um, knocked on my door and asked me if I wanted to participate in a Bible study. Hmm. And so this spiritually interested Ryan was like, sure, I'd love to join a Bible study. Curious about it and actually just kind of excited that people wanted to, to hang out with me, you know? So I, I joined this Bible study and it was with six or seven other guys in my dorm. And what was amazing to me, you know, I thought college was going to be a place that there'd be no opportunities for me to look for God. I was going to be persuaded away from him. But here I was with seven of these guys that became my best friends that really wanted to know God more deeply. And it kind of blew my mind that like, man, there's people that actually want to do this and care about this. Mm. On top of that, Alec, um, he was a sophomore, just one year ahead of me, mm. invited me to get to know him more. And so he would invite us over to his house for dinner. Um, he would meet with me, read the Bible with me. And he began what I would call now a discipleship relationship. I didn't really know it at the time, but he just began to show me, hey, this is how I've been walking with God in college. I want to help you walk with God in college. And so we prayed together, memorized verses together, read the Bible together. Um, he taught me how to share my faith with others and um, really began just to show me what it looks like to walk with God. And so that's really where I'd say this this journey really started for me. And then later through college, I started to meet with a guy named David Hubler, who was a staff member with the Navigators. And similarly, he did those same things with me uh, and gave me this vision for disciple making, um, passing on the things that have been entrusted to me to others. Um, began to grow passionate about wanting to help others walk with God the way that Alec and David had helped me. Years later, here I am doing the same thing in Nebraska. Ryan, you come to college, you got a faith, but it's a little weak on the weak side, hasn't been really invested yep. in in a deep way. God sovereignly puts you in position where these eventually two young men and men invest in you through the Ministry of Navigators, and uh, God does this deeper work in your life. Through that, apparently, because you're on staff with Navigators, <laughs> You know, God called you into that ministry. So what made you think, man, I want to I wanna give my life to this? I can think of a few passages of Scripture, I think, that really yeah, influenced me. One of them is 2 Timothy 2.2. And that actually is kind of what I just said. It's, and the things you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so we see Paul telling Timothy, what I've entrusted to you, what I've helped you with, and trust that then to faithful men will then be able to teach others also. And so I just had kind of been reflecting on that in my own life. And man, I had been so helped by men um, who came alongside me and showed me how to walk with God. I want to pass that on to the next generation and help them walk with God and equip others the way that I was too. I can also think of, yeah, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which is the Great Commission, where Jesus says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And behold, I'll be with you always to the end of the age. You know, what greater cause to give my life to than the one that Jesus has asked me to participate in, in making disciples? Um, and so I went to school to be a band teacher. Um, <laughs> but as I was helped by people, by men, and as God continued to show me that, man, he could use my life in the life of other people. Uh, my heart changed from wanting to be a band teacher to wanting to be a part of God's great commission. And what better thing to give my life to um, than pursuing Christ and, and helping him be known in the lives of other people. There's just nothing else I'd want to do. Ryan, we heard this morning how God redeemed you from sin into a relationship with him. So how did God redeem you from Iowa and bring, and bring you to Nebraska, where you now serve on the University of Nebraska at Kearney campus? I started my staff journey with the Navigators at UNI, where I went to school, spent four years there. 
um, on staff. And during those years, um, my campus director really helped develop me and some of my skills. And um, I, I really grew as a leader. I, you know, I, when I came on staff with the Navigators, I was like, I'm never going to be a leader. I'm never going to be a campus director anywhere. Um, but God really showed me that I mean, he was equipping me um, in, in that way. And so um, as I was growing as a leader, I just kind of asked, where do we want to see a gospel movement, a disciple-making movement happen in our region? And actually, um, when I started staff with the Navigators eight years ago, um, there was a Navigator movement at Kearney, but because of circumstances, staff had left and it kind of had fizzled out and there wasn't really anything left. And so uh, God put a burden on my heart to kind of reignite what was before um, and to start a new movement here. After four years at UNI, after praying and, and thinking and reflecting and talking to our leadership, we actually made a, a move to Lincoln for two years just to get a little bit more training and development and see something different than what I'd seen at UNI. And then came out here to Kearney about a year and a half ago. Ryan, we uh, became aware of you through the serving of one of our team members, Jill, who does extension. She's also in the morning sometimes when I'm not. She really appreciates so much much of what uh, Jesus was doing through you there on Kearney campus. And one of the things that she mentioned is kind of a somewhat unique, but simple and powerful way that you've been encouraging your students to uh, reach out to their lost friends. I'd love to have you share that with the MyBridge family. Yeah, I think something that makes the Navigators really unique is that we um, believe that investment, deep investment in a few is going to multiply. And so instead of let's gather as many people as possible and tell them about Jesus, it's I want to invest deeply in one person, help them walk with God deeply and equip them to do the things I'm doing with them with someone else. And so as we came to Kearney, that was our goal and our hope. And so one of the ways I talked to Jill about that was Joshua Team, which is like an eight-week course we do. And the first four weeks are all about knowing Christ. And we talk about the gospel, both before our life with Christ, but also now that we are in Christ. We memorize verses together, you know, talk start reading our Bible together, talking about what God's teaching us in it. And then in the second half, and we begin to equip our students with thinking about how they can move towards the people that are around them. Um, and so we teach them how to ask questions, not always spiritual questions, mm -hmm. just questions to get to know people around you. Um, we teach them how to share their story of how they met Jesus um, with the people around them. We teach them a tool called the bridge illustration, which is just a picture of the gospel um, that they can share with people around them. And then we challenge them to lead what we call investigative Bible discussion. Really what it is, is just inviting a non-believing friend to explore who Jesus is in the Bible with you. Mm -hmm. And what's really fun is, man, seeing our students begin to believe that God can use their life, mm -hmm. absolutely terrified, inviting the person that sits next to them in class or the people on their floor to read the Bible with them, and then seeing what God does in that um, in the lives of people around them. I've really seen our students own the Great Commission for themselves. We have students that are inviting their whole floor to read the Bible with them. Mm. People inviting their people in their class to read the Bible with them. And so we're not thinking about, you know, how can we gather people together? It's more like who's around me and how can I influence them for Jesus where I'm at right now? And our hope with that is that they can do that for the rest of their life. Mm. You know, it's not always going to be easy to gather people together, but there's always people around us. Mm. And how can I be on mission for Christ, where I am, where I live, where I work, where I play, wherever I am forever. So Ryan, you're on the front lines working with college students. So many of us who aren't there, I mean, we perceive the course of the world and uh, the loss of spirituality. And those of us who are older, 
kind of perceive that potentially among the youth. What are you seeing? Is God alive and well on the college campus <laughs> or or not? I would say he is. Yeah. I think the thing that's really interesting is we get this idea that everybody is against God and nobody wants to hear about God or spiritual things. Mm. But what's really interesting is when you just start talking with students, you realize like they have questions about spiritual things too. I think the biggest thing is they don't really have anybody they trust that they feel like they can talk about it with. You know, when a friend, someone that's actually a friend is willing to say like, I want to talk about these things with you and be okay with the uncomfortable situation of you not knowing answers or disagreeing mm. with me. Man, God can really move in the midst of that. Man, students are as hungry for spiritual things as they ever have been. What we want our students to do is to engage in relationships they have. They're not appealing, you know, from their authority or their positions of leadership. Instead, it's, man, I care about you as a friend, as a person, and I want to talk about these things with you because they matter. You know, that's how I came to know Jesus. <laughs> like I moved out of the dorms into an apartment. My neighbor next door to me was a faithful Christ follower. He extended relationship with me first and lived a very attractive Christian life in front of me. And then at the right time, in his spirit, he invited me into a conversation and said, you know, I really have a love for you as a friend. And I can't go without telling you about Jesus and what he means in my life. And I said, sure, I'd like to hear it. He had won my... A hearing and kind of what you were saying, like he invested deeply in me as an individual, just a faithful Christian who lived next door, wasn't even involved in any other ministries. God used it to bring about the fruit that's come out of my life since that time. Praise the Lord. That's amazing to hear. That's encouraging to me. Yeah, even as you're talking, I think of Matthew 9, 36, 38, where Jesus looks on the crowds and he has compassion on them because they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So he turned to his disciples and said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I find it really interesting that Jesus prays for laborers. Hmm. He doesn't pray for like these crazy spiritual people to go into the harvest field. Mm. He's praying for the literal word is common, ordinary field hands. Mm. And I love that God chooses to use ordinary people to have influence in other ordinary, unexpected people's lives. That's what gets me excited. It's yeah, hearing about Alec, um, a sophomore student invested in my life, me, a music ed major, mm. now here at UNK doing the same thing in students, and the person who lived next to you, who's mm. just a faithful Christian thinking about the people around them. Ryan, what are college students kind of uniquely facing? I, I know that to, to, in some ways there's nothing new under the sun, but in other ways there is. What's the uniqueness of the times that we're in as far as what really is the struggle uh, for college students these days? One of the biggest obstacles for this generation is shame. Wow. And what I mean by shame is this feeling that I am not enough. My core identity is flawed. <laughs> and so the obstacle a lot of times for shame is I need to hide. I can't show people who I am. I can't admit my weakness. Um, I need to prove actually that my shame is not true by trying to act the opposite. And so I think we have a lot of people that are not authentically themselves trying to prove that, that these things that they believe are lies about them, that, that are lies about them aren't true. And that really hinder them from the, being honest with God or with people around them. And so I think shame is, is if you know, a, a major struggle for this generation. And I think shame also feeds to some of anxiety and depression, which we see a lot of too. Um, man, when I can't admit who I am to the people around me, I feel like I can't be loved authentically by people around me. Or if I do experience love, it's not they're not loving me, they're loving the face I'm putting out there. And so 
I think shame is is, is major a, a major obstacle right now. Ryan, so grateful for your time today. Thank you for investing in us that way, letting us know what Jesus is doing on the Kearney campus. How could the body of Christ across Nebraska be in prayer for Ryan and Navigators on UNK campus? First, if you would just pray that we would keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Man, that's the most important thing. And so pray that we would continue to pursue him with everything we have mm-hmm. and that we would keep our eyes fixed on him, the author and perfecter of our faith. I think secondly, yeah, pray for students that they would come to faith in Jesus, that they would open their hearts and be open to hearing the gospel, would acknowledge their sin and their need for Christ um, and believe in him for the first time. And then pray for our students that, that are witnesses for Jesus, ambassadors for Jesus in the places they are. Pray that they would have boldness and courage to trust God and to have hard conversations and initiate with the people around them. And pray that God would use them in the places they are. I mentioned Matthew 9 earlier. I pray that all the time for UNK. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Let's pray for more laborers. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like praying for that for our campus regularly. Well, Ryan, this has been a great morning. We are so encouraged by hearing what God is doing in Kearney through your team with the Navigators there. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.